Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. We're at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers in the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the big boys going for the Oilers. McDavid in with Nugent Hopkins and Ty Ratty. Ratty leading the NHL in preseason scoring. Seven points in two games. Uh, Leon Dreisettle will be with Lucic and Yamamoto. We'll hear from Kyler Yamamoto coming up later on in this half-hour block. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza. Mediterranean chicken. Vancouver Canucks are in town. Uh, Bo Horvat expected to play. Elias Pedersen. They're excited in Vancouver about him as well. We talked to Ben Kuzma, who I think is the only uh, well-known Western Canadian writer <laughs> other than Jim Matheson that hasn't got to go work for the Athletic. But uh, uh, yeah, he's yeah. with Post Media out of Vancouver for years of the Vancouver uh, province. Uh, ben, thank you for uh, joining us once again in Orders Now. Uh, how are you doing? Good. As I say on Twitter, I have uh, some personal news. I'm still here. So, you know, last man standing. <laughs> kind of like that Energizer Bunny commercial. But, hey. Still enjoy it. Uh, it's great. It's kind of like a reunion. You're coming to the rink today. I see Eric DeHatchik, who I worked with the Flames beat with when they won the first cup. And, of course, Maddie. And, eh, not many of us left. But no. Including you, by the way. But you're just a pup. Yeah, well, just well, a pup. Yeah. There you go. Hey, you knew me when I only had one chin. <laughs> but, uh, hey, uh, look... I think you know this. In Edmonton, when I used to do uh, Total Sports with Spec, I was the guy that wanted the Oilers to commit to the rebuild. Yeah. And I said, the worst thing you can do is, is, and Cal Nichols didn't always want to hear this when he was chairman of the Edmonton Investors Group, but, you know, the, the 7th to 10th battle, all right, you might, you know, I, I remember saying this like 03 or 04, or 02 or 03. You're, you're never going to, even if you come in 7 or 8, you're never going to get to the Stanley Cup final or win a cup. And, and then, of course, we came out of lockout in 05, 06. The Oilers came in 8th and went to the 7th game of the Stanley Cup final. But my point was you never got the best guys, those those top and top two or three overall picks. Um, and I look at what Vancouver has done here, and you know where I'm going. Uh, you know what? There comes a point, and, and fortunately, you and me both have a, a full, uh, it's the one redeeming quality we have. We both have pretty good hair. But for guys out there that are six-eighths bald, three-quarters bald, uh, you know, you got you to gotta shave that final quarter off and just go for it. And I look at the Canucks, and I'm like, just commit to the damn rebuild, would you? And they, they seem to want to prop the team up. So give me a thought on that. Am I, all, am I out to lunch? No, or? You're, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. You're singing to the choir. I've, I've been a big proponent of it. I don't get it. Uh, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you, uh, This is the funny thing about the Canucks. They had over 90% ticket renewal 
this summer because there is excitement about the Pedersen kid, about, you know, Quinn Hughes will be here probably the way, uh, depending on how Michigan plays and how the we know how the Canucks will play, he could be signed and be playing by March. We'll, we'll have to see how that plays itself out. But the big thing in Vancouver is that, listen, we're all in. We're, we're buying into this. We're buying into Pedersen. We're buying into uh, Adam Gaudet, uh, Brock Besser coming off a great rookie year. Uh, you know, we've got Thatcher Demko in the goaltending uh, hopper. We're excited about that. So what do they do on July 1st? I, I understood to a degree maybe getting one guy, helping a defensive zone face-off, take some pressure off Brandon Sutter, let Bo Horvat concentrate more in the offensive game, not have to kill penalties. I get that. But do you need three guys? Did you need Jay Beagle and Roussel and Schaller and Roussel and Beagle getting four-year deals at three schmill because that's what you have to pay guys to come to Vancouver. So automatically with Jay Beagle, don't get me wrong, he'll bring something, but you're taking a spot away from a kid probably like Adam Gaudet, Hobie Baker winner, who showed in the five games here at the end of last year that he's got an NHL game, pretty responsible player, probably could have scored four or five goals, hit post, missed on wraparounds, crossbars, all that stuff. So... I expect him to be one of the last cuts. And they'll say, you know what? He's going to go to Utica, and he's going to play all these games, blah, 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 blah. As opposed to a kid that's a little bit older who's ready to transition to the NHL. Jonathan Dowland didn't have a great camp, right. but I thought, you know what? Maybe even as a third-line left winger, just to understand things, uh, maybe some stuff in transition, not have a tremendous amount of pressure on him, let him grow at this level. That's not going to happen with Roussel there, okay? And Schaller is going to take away uh, a fourth-line winger spot uh, from a younger player as well. And that, that's, that's my angst. My angst is that, come on, are we, are we doing this yet again, this quick fix? There's no such thing as a quick fix to be sort of semi-competitive. And you think that's what people want to come to? To, to watch the owner's wrong he's dead wrong wow other than that things are pretty good <laughs> it's going to be a long year but let me tell you it'll it's be better it, than ottawa it, the situation it'll be there. better than ottawa i think uh, Pedersen is worth the price of admission that the kid is uh let's start there i mean uh, he's he's doing things that i'm going he's thinking too plays ahead of the play, you know what I mean? Like he outthinks well, people. Well, we saw that last Tuesday. He set he set up two or three unbelievable quick looks. hands, yeah. quick hands. Get uh, doesn't get gets out of trouble. Doesn't get hit. Adam Larson told me he's yeah. the most skilled Swedish forward he's seen in the last five or six years come out of their system. There was a play in Vancouver last week on the power play. I probably saw highlights of it. The puck goes in the he goes in the corner to get the puck, and he see, and he can feel Muzzin coming. He's got him in the train tracks. But what he does is he senses him, so he kind of moves out of the way, and he puts the puck between his own legs, between. Muzzin's legs right onto the stick of Barrett. backhander to, uh, to uh, Horvat and it's in the net. Like yeah. boom, boom, boom. And in transition, we wonder about how's he going to be in his own zone. I saw him get the puck and just deep guys. Can he play center? The biggest concern with him in the center, I think, is going to be faceoffs. I don't know what the Canucks are going to do there. He was 9 for 11 his last game I covered. And he said he was S-H-T with an I in the middle. Shot. Um, yeah, shot. It was shot. Um, they might have a half a situation where you have a winger, whether it's Sutter, Granlin. Maybe they just line up that way, let the, somebody else take the face off. Maybe they change on the fly and, and get somebody else out there. But that, that's my biggest concern right now with him is in the circle. So you got Horvat as uh, a, a – I mean, he's, to me, I look at Horvat and Besser, and, and Pedersen is going to be a legit top mm-hmm. six forward. There's yeah. no question. Legit. So, 
The problem now is, you know, kind of like what the Oilers are doing. The Canucks are trying to figure out who's the best to fit to play with uh, Horvat and Besser. I mean, it's always been Berchi, but they like Berchi with Pedersen. I think what they need is some insulation for Pedersen. Even a guy on the right side, uh, for all his shortcomings, Louis Erickson is still a pretty responsible player away from the puck. And 21 they, goals yeah, the last two years. Yeah, but they, but they want somebody to... That's it. There's yeah. that part of it, you know what yeah. I mean? They're trying to insulate him. So you've got what you've got here, and, and uh, the fun story I had today talking to Ty Ratty, who's really great friends with Brendan Leipzig from the Portland days. They're in the same boat. Expiring contracts, both getting a chance. Leipzig's had a chance to play with Horvat and Besser. Uh, so has Berchi, so has Goldolman. And they're trying to find the right fit there, too. So top six uh, is a concern there. The big problem in Vancouver, can't score at even strength. I mean, one of the worst in the league last year. They've only got five even strength goals in uh, the preseason here. Ben, didn't the, was it uh, ESPN that ranked the, the, the Canucks the worst forward unit in the NHL? Well, if they did, they're probably not far off, especially with, again, what I said, uh, what what they did on July 1st in, in terms of, uh, you know, you know what you're getting with veteran players, especially when they get around 30. You know, you know what you're getting. I mean, I don't think Roussel can, 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 get, that, can get there anymore. Uh, I was told he'll probably lead the league in offensive zone penalties, taking bad penalties. He's got a concussion right and now. And he's right? got a concussion. What happened to him about a month ago, he was, he was in an informal game in Montreal and got blindsided. Just, I don't know. Two guys were, you know, just two trains. That happens. You know, especially in a, and he's he's still not ready to go. He's still in. Uh, there was a time protocol. when he was in Dallas and Tanner yeah. Hall was in Edmonton, and it stemmed all the way back from when Mac D was working for the Canucks organization in Chicago, and Russell was on his team, uh, and Taylor, and that was year the lockout year in twelve thirteen. I think that was the year. Uh, anyhow, Rus- like uh, they hated Russell. They yeah. hated Russell from like he. You know, and the Oilers didn't have, there was no Lucic on the, well, obviously, because it was basically, you know, Hall going for Larson and Lucic signed in a Hall spot, but they didn't have that presence to deal with that kid. And and once Luch came in here, it's surprising that he never did any of that crap, yeah. right, specific to McDavid. But sure. he is a guy, I mean, when they had Garbutt and they had Rousseller in Dallas, those guys were edgy, nasty pieces of you-know-what. Well, to some degree, I mean, I do understand it to some degree. The Canucks do need that element. I mean, they are easy to play against. I mean, where, where's, we're, Ga- where's Gagne in this fix, by the way? I do not have Gagne in any of my long line combinations, uh, unless they carry 14, unless they go 14-7. and seven. Are you telling me Sam Gagne is not going to play in their top nine? Did they not sign him for, like, three years? Oh, 3. yes, 6 that's what million? they signed him for. But, so, so Gagne... went from center to wing, and... Ga- so Gagne, Roussel, and because uh, Roussel got a multi-year. Did he get a four-year he deal? He got four years as well. I, hey, everybody gets four-year deals. Step right up. And uh, three Schmel. Ooh. All right. And what's happening uh, with Ole Yo-Levy on defense? Because I know everyone's excited about Hughes. He's, he's a terrific yeah. skater. He's going to be a wonderful player for Vancouver. Are we questioning Yo-Levy a bit at this stage? Do we know what we have with him yet? No, because he had the microdisectomy surgery in mid-June. Okay? Which is? Uh, basically, you've got a... a a, a disc somewhere in your back okay. that's probably misaligned right. or bulged and causes a lot of uh, pressure on the sciatica so you got to free that up the problem with that is the 10 week it's your 10 weeks right. before you train full time so he lost that Alex Etter had it one year uh, so you, it's pretty hard to judge a kid who needed all summer to get into NHL shape and he's not there yet so he'll go to Utica but you know the best thing for him is when Quinn Hughes comes next year uh, what uh 
I think what's going to happen with Ulevi is that the whole idea there, just to maybe develop into an NHL defenseman, maybe nothing special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're totally embracing and on board with this thing. Now, everybody does that with the exception of the coach. The coach yeah. wants to win. I thought he did a hell of a job last year with what they had. Yeah, I think I think the hardest thing is uh, to try to get your team to play uh, with pace when you don't have a lot of bullets in the chamber. Uh, they were actually in a playoff position. I think it, uh, you know. Then the Sutter went down in late November. A week later, uh, Horvat's out with an ankle fracture. Uh, then Berchi gets hurt. So three, you know, three key guys are gone in the span of a month for you know, eighteen to twenty games, and. There's nothing left after that. So I, I think Travis Green, uh, the best thing he was, was true to his word. Uh, he was pretty hard on him, uh, really hard camp. Uh, but, you know, what he says, uh, he's true to his word. He doesn't play mind games with players, uh, anything of that ilk. So we'll see year two. It's tougher. I yeah. mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, you cut some slack even from us, I think, <laughs> when you're a rookie coach in this league. But year two, uh, we're going to be focusing in a little bit more on him. All right. Uh, are they good enough in goal? No. They don't have a bona fide NHL starter. That's the problem. And it's been compounded by the fact that Anders Nielsen, as you saw, uh, goes and wins a world championship with Sweden, changes some of his style. I've never seen a guy that big play that small because he gets down in that crouch. I did for there, the back half of his tenure. With the there's the five hole. And boom, 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 three muffins. And so then the thinking was, well, hang on a second. Maybe, maybe it's finally come to this. The Thatcher Demko doesn't need another year in Utica. He's ready. He's one of the better goalies in the American League. Maybe you'll you bury Nielsen and get Demko in there. But Thatcher Demko looks like a guy who needs to go back to the American League and be the best goalie there. He looks like he needs another year. And then there's Markstrom. So you're saying Markstrom's not... He's number one by default? Yeah, he's number one by... Con- he's contractually the number one goaltender, okay? okay? okay. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, he had a good finish last year, 5-0-1 in garbage time in March, you know. He played well, and they worked on some of his game. But I- I've seen him. He's, 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 he's okay, but you, you wonder... I, don't, I think he doesn't have the strongest mental makeup that if a couple go by him, and, boy, they were picking on his glove a lot last year, and you can sense the frustration. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, goaltending, you know, you need it. If you're going to try to crawl out of this division or at least be semi-competitive in it, you've you got to have it, and I don't think they have it. Not a number one, not a true number one. Ben Kuzma joining us from Post Media out of Vancouver. Uh, this text comes in from Stu McGregor, <laughs> who uh, was my coach, and uh, was, he assi- was he the assistant GM oh, in Gamblers? Stu and I go way back. To yes. your days in Gamblers yes. when it was you and Robin Brownlee on that beat-up yes, there? Yes, right? we're, yeah, we're a little Montreal there, yeah. Covering Bobby Brown and Stewie McGregor. 92, 94, 95 Stanley Cup or uh, Memorial Cup championships. Stoff, please say hi to Ben Kuzma. Good guy. That's, you know, when, oh, it, when, uh, when, uh, when you get that from Stewie, yeah, good guy. Because he rarely called me a good guy. Good guy. He just said, Stoff, put your, put your ass back on the bench. Yeah, when you get it from the, you know, that's the thing about when you cover the, you know, the dub forever and everybody kind of moves up together and you, you get that kind of uh, reach out. That's cool. All right. Uh, just a quick thought. Sure. How do you think the Oilers are going to do this year? A lot better. Yeah, yeah. Expect a turnaround. Uh, I even noticed it in the game day skate today. They're quicker. Yeah, they're quicker. Yeah, you that's know? what we've like. And everybody says they're going to try to play quicker. They're quicker. But Raddy brought up a good thing today when I was talking to him in the, in the room. Is it's quicker isn't just like north south. Quicker's in the corners. Quicker's yeah. getting out yeah. of the corners. Yeah. He's amazed. Like Nugent Hopkins doesn't get enough credit for how quick he can get out of the corners. Yeah, just stuff like that and get going. Yeah, north south. So. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, actually. I'm excited to watch tonight's game. I'm, you know, I've kind of followed Raddy a little bit, and uh, I, I hope I hope he sticks. I mean, it's the same thing with Leipzig. Here's two guys who are at career crossroads. Look like that. That's it. You guys are done. You're at, this is it. And been thrown a life preserver. We'll see if they uh, sink or swim. And uh, 
go from there. Ben, thanks for popping up to the studio. Hey, you know, nothing I'd, nothing I'd rather do than this. I'll go back and write another story, and we'll be back in a few hours. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, that's Ben Kuzma joining us. Just keep the headset on for 15 seconds. We'll hear from Kyler Yamamoto when we return in Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 151 in Edmonton. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto, let's open up with some thoughts uh, with him as we return to Rogers Place. He's in the lineup tonight. Do you uh, read into who you're playing with? I mean, when you get a chance, an opportunity of Leon. It's, I mean, can a guy, I mean, you still got to play ultimately your game, but you know what I'm saying here, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's really exciting, um, you know, to be playing with Lucic and uh, Drat, uh, or, yeah, Drat. And, you know, they're top six NHLers, so anytime you get a chance to play with them, um, you know, it's exciting. And, uh, um, you know, your blood, blood levels get a little bit higher, but, um, you know, I'm really excited and it uh, should be a fun game. How important is it for you on a shift-by-shift basis to illustrate your competitiveness and that you won't get boxed out and pushed out of games? Um, it's huge. Um, you know, being a smaller guy, everyone, um, you know, it kind of strays away from you, but, um, you know, if you go out there, play your game, um, you don't, don't show any weaknesses, um, you know, I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. Todd McClellan, uh, I know, spoke to all the various uh, right uh, right wingers, <laughs> and, you know, yourself and Paul Yarby and Ty Ratty, obviously. It's not like he read the right act, but he kind of laid it down for you guys, said, hey, go get it. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun with those guys, so, um, you know, battling them for spots, it's been fun. But, uh, you know, they're all really great guys, and, um, you know, it's, uh, so I guess we'll see what happens. But um, in the end, you know, they're all really great guys, and hope the best for them. Kyler, when's the last time you played left wing? Uh, that's, it's probably been a while. It's so been, how did you think it went in Winnipeg? Uh, it was good. Um, you know, it's kind of, kind of the same as uh, left-right. Um, but, you know, I think it went good. Um, you know, playing left, it uh, has its ups and its downs, just like right wing, so... Um, you know, I liked it, and um, it was definitely a challenge, but um, it was a fun one. You uh, you drew a penalty on Dustin Bufflin, and then he gave you a little... See, we watch these things. That's what happens when you're in the building. He gave you a little shot back, and then you made sure you gave him a little stick back. That's the sort of thing you got to do, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he's uh, he's definitely one of the bigger guys in the NHL, so I don't know if I'm going to um, you know, go at him like that, but um, you know, if I can use my speed around him, um, I think that's, that's one thing I can use definitely around him. 
All right, that's Connor Yamamoto. Expected to play tonight in line with Leon Dreisaitl and Milan Lucic. We Connor McDavid with Ty Ratty on the right side. Ratty, four goals, seven points in two preseason games. He leads all NHL scores in preseason uh, point totals. It's just preseason. Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the left wing of that line. Jujara Kara will center uh, Tobias Reeder and yes, Pogliarvi. This based on practice today. Ryan Strom out with a bit of a tweak. Kyle Brodziak with Zach Cassian. Alex Jason draws back in. I do think we'd see uh, Kajula there to start the year. Clefbaum and Larson, Russell and Bouchard, Garrison in Yarabak on defense, and Cam Talbot starts in goal. Canucks will have their uh, all three. Basically, in my mind, they've got three Stone Cold Mortal Lock top six forwards. Bo Horvat, uh, Brock Besser at 29 goals and 55 points in 62 games last season. And we get to see Elias Pedersen tonight uh, on defense. A uh, nondescript group, to say the least, and Anders Nielsen expected to start in goal. Two, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. They remind you to book with a travel agency that has access to exclusive benefits and will make your dollars travel further. Call the travel experts at New West Travel. On this day, 1963, Joey Moss, born right here in Edmonton. We save the best for last on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, he has been a part of things for the Oilers organization for, uh, geez, 30, uh, 30 years now and has uh, been beloved by all the players and everybody that's been around the club that's had a chance to uh, 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 come across Joey over the years. So uh, kudos to uh, Joey Moss, 55 uh, years old today. That's awesome. His uh, brother Steve Moss, who's got his own battle, uh, spoke at an Oilers uh, event uh, about a week and a half ago, and it was uh, bittersweet to say the uh, least. Uh, we will have the City Ford Faceoff show beginning with Reed Wilkins, uh, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, and myself at 5:30 tonight. Tomorrow, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Thursday, Louis DeBrusque. And we drop the puck with a new special regular guest as well. You aren't going to want to miss that. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad afternoon news with Jalen I and Andrew Gross, Reed Wilkins, and myself, and a cast of thousands will rejoin you at 5.30. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.